films are fine just the way they are Other films sometimes take it away too far But really how, how bad could it get? Let's go beyond, beyond the box set Welcome everybody to Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where today we're going to review Judas and the Black Messiah. And you know what? Let's have a little bit of talk about the Oscars. Yeah, sure. So we are just... We're, 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 we're well past it now. We're nearly, nearly a week later, but uh, we may as well talk about it while we're here. Yeah, we were going to do like a whole... We did our pre-Oscars episode, of course, but mm-hmm. we were going to do like a post-Oscars episode as well. But kind of, I don't know, it feels like the moment's passed already, really. Mm, we're a yeah. week into it. It was a bit of an underwhelming ceremony. Yeah, I, I think we always forget this every single time that the Oscars is always a little bit underwhelming. Well, it, it's either divisive or underwhelming, or it goes wrong and we love it. Yeah, well, for the, for me this year, I don't think the awards. I think there's a version of this year's Oscars where the same people win and it's a really great ceremony. Yeah, they just made so many mistakes with the way they decided. To, like, I think? could see why they were making choices, and it was, they were all deliberate choices. Hmm. I just think they were all almost all the wrong choices mm-hmm. they made so many mistakes in the way they decided to like shoot this oscars mm. having no clips so annoying yeah ridiculous like it's yeah. a it's the, how you like you you watch all these you get this refresher on all the films you've watched in the past year mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah that was a really good moment that's really good and mm-hmm. it gives you like a, it makes you care yeah having no clips was just that's the biggest error for me yeah uh also for me uh, they didn't like. There was no host, which that, sure that's fine. No that, host, that, but yeah, that, that I expected last that. Year. No host last year, yeah. But last year when they did, they just gave people more time to give out the award so that mm. everybody could give their own little monologue. Yeah, and they didn't have that. They this didn't year. have like a Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler kind of moment this year. There were no, no comedians who had like really great. Yeah, they gave more time to the people who were giving the speeches, which is yeah, so, fine. But... Yeah, well, to an, to an extent. like yeah. I think this year showed me why it is that you need to cut some speeches off halfway. Mm. Um, but that being said, I don't know why, because like, when, no, no, all the smaller speeches, sorry, the less important awards, as in, you know, some of the more technical ones where we don't really know who this person's given the speech is because they're not front of camera. Yeah. Like those ones were the ones that had long speeches, and then when it comes to best actress, Frances McDormand, she her came speech away, was yeah. really short. And Anthony Hopkins, I mean, wasn't even. Yeah, I mean, bless him, he's like mid eighties, and it was three a.m. But yeah. yeah, so he 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 wasn't there. There was no pre-recorded clip. Nobody was accepting the award for him. So you know, it took literally no time. Yeah, I think that's yeah the, and like that one, they should have seen coming because like. They know who they've given the award to, and they know that he's not there. So, like, don't give that time. Well, I think that that's the biggest. I mean, I say for me, the clips were worse, but for me, yeah. But the probably the biggest mistake they made is that they clearly produced the show and built it around the assumption that Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Actor. Do you think? Yeah, and it was going to end with his family who were there. And uh, it would end right. in a big tribute to Chadwick. Yeah. But when Anthony Hopkins won instead, right. it was like, oh, we've got nothing to end the show on. And no one's here. Roll credits. Do the, direct, do the directors of the show not know who's going to win the No, they keep it really secret. No, nobody knows. They keep it really secret. That's why La La Land went, you know, they, there's literally a handful of like legal professionals who've seen the envelope. Mm. The person who opens the envelope doesn't know. The director doesn't know. Like, Oh, no. They, they, they yeah, this, this year showed they really should know. Yeah, that mm. does make sense as to why they switched it around. I was wondering yeah. why Best Picture was third from the end. Yeah, it didn't work for me. Because I was thinking... Why not? If, I think it's probably a good idea to keep it a secret and stop it from leaking. Sure, but yeah, definitely. You can end it on a tribute to Chadwick Boseman without just assuming that he'll win. 
well, yeah, you can, but then also that is potentially showing favoritism for, you know, he's one person in the industry who has been working in the last year who has died. Yeah. He, but he's not the only one. True, true, true. I guess. Like, yeah, that's what but... the immemorium's for, and that's why they put his name last on the immemorium. That's sure, yeah. You know, it's what they did to Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, like the the, mm. the ones who are like the biggest stars or the most recent. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get <clears> that completely. It just seemed like yeah, they made a huge mistake just assuming that Chadwick Boseman was going to win, and they'd mm. had they had no backup plan. And it, you're right. The best speeches were. The, two supporting actors mm -hmm. because they were two people who'd never won an Oscar before. So they were yeah. having the Cranston McDormand won her third and her fourth Oscar in one night. Cause what, she won. What? what? She produced, um, Nomadland as well. So she technically oh, right. the best picture one went to her as well. Oh, I right. mean, that's a technicality. She, she's yeah. won free as an actress. Yeah. But you know, she, so, you know, as exciting as that is like, it's not changed. It's not for her. Her life hasn't changed. You know, mm. Daniel Kaluuya gave a great, really funny speech and everything. Mm -hmm. Me and my, my mom had sex one night, and now I'm here, you know, like... He was, <laughs> I like how the only memorable bit from his speech is clearly the only bit that was not, like, he, lengthily rehearsed. Yeah, exactly, but it was great. <laughs> and Minari Lady was charming and delightful yeah. and lovely, and they yeah. were both great. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Hopkins wasn't there, and there wasn't even anyone to accept it on his behalf, particularly. Mm. And Frances McDormand gave a good speech, but it wasn't like, you know... It was she really ran, she ran on and she said a few words, and like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't... You're right, it didn't feel, like, momentous. Mm. So yeah, I think that it was unfortunate. They made a lot of just poor choices. I'm hoping next year, mm -hmm. if Touchwood, you know, things are closer to normal, mm -hmm. that they'll really go back to basics and just give us a host, best pick, you know, best picture at the end, mm -hmm. you know, a glitz and glamour, mu clips, musical performances. Just give mm -hmm. us classic Oscars. Songs? Yeah, songs. Don't overthink it. Give yeah. us it all. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, really I, miss I, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you want to just quickly run through? So, obviously, I keep a spreadsheet just of to course uh, you do, yeah. um, keep track of all our awards. So, it only look, the ties only turned at the end, but you were winning. I was I was running away with it. Yeah, I was Francis McDonald. Well, I wouldn't say running away with it. So, there were twenty three awards um, awarded, mm -hmm. uh, for which you you won twelve of your favorites and thirteen of your predictions. Yeah. Um, neither of us predicted or favorited Nomadland for best picture. Uh, I mean, it was the favourite to win, but I I just thought it would go somewhere a bit more populist. So yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I started running it back on best actress when I just went with Frances McDormand for Nomadland mm -hmm. for both. Like I thought that she was the best as well, and for some reason you made some weird choices. <clears throat> Who did uh, I say was going to win best actress? You thought it was going to be Viola Davis. Oh yeah, she was one of the favourites. Was she? She was more rate, highly rated than Frances McDormand, like in the odds. So okay, sure. I was happier with Frances winning. I mean, I you did pleased. also lose a fifty pound bet. Oh, but that's the thing. So <laughs> I, I I did lose that fifty quid bet, but yeah. I'd also put like a fiver on Frances McDormand just on the off chance. <laughs> so she because she was so far behind in the odds, she won me back my stake. So I actually, oh, really? yeah, I came up neutral. Which oh, I, right, I was okay. pleased with that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I so I got a point in each category for Frances McDormand there, which put me ahead. And then I got just a little extra favorite point for uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we both predicted Charlotte Bozeman. Of on course, that. yeah. So, yeah, you got 12 in your favourites. I got 13. You got 13 in your predictions. I got 14. Oh, you won in the end? I won on both, on both categories. I won oh, on the okay. end. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why I fell asleep. Maybe I just couldn't be, I was just so annoyed that you took over. No, so. no, no. Like, I, I took over with Francis McDormand, who was the penultimate award. You, oh, were, you were awake. I was back that for point. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did take a, take a brief mid show nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we tried waking you up you missed Glenn Close twerking I know I feel bad the one interesting thing that happened <laughs> it was 4am I'm old I can't see <laughs> you took a nap in the middle of the day in preparation I know but I need another one who knew oh, you're, you're absolute fool um, <clears throat> but yeah so I also calculated the biggest loser okay. as in the uh, the film that lost the most awards that it was nominated for was it or, Mank? or didn't didn't win them um, yes it was Mank it uh Missed out on eight awards. It was nominated for ten. But it did win two. Did, did one Trial two. of Chicago 7 win anything? Um, one second. Oh, yeah, because that was one, that was your bet, wasn't that it? That was my bet for best picture. <clears throat> Not that I didn't no, it didn't win a thing. No, I thought that that was the one that went home empty-handed. Now, I bet yeah, that, that... that was the most nominated film not to win. Yeah, so I put money on that winning Best Picture, not because it was my favourite by any stretch, but I thought that is the crowd-pleasing, easy-to-swallow, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm impressed that the Oscars didn't go that way. I'm actually impressed. I'm not, I'm not impressed it didn't. I'm... I'm I find it glaringly obvious that it that, that it wouldn't. It's, it's oh, I don't rub it in. I got it wrong. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> that film I find I I found to be it was very Oscar tick boxy. Yes. But I thought it was just a little too that, and so it would just be so obvious that the Oscar just yeah. Tick I boxes. I got you. I agree. I got too cynical. I did. I I was like, well, it's it's one of the worst ones. So but that, that's why I thought that that's why I predicted that it was going to go to Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm. because. It definitely ticks some Oscar boxes. But it's also a good but film. It, yes, but it's, it, it's also a good film and doesn't look like it's going out of its way to tick boxes. And Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. that didn't win either, so it's no. me, but yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of... Judas, yeah, that's the, what we're really talking about. Yeah, so, there, there, yeah. There, there's the segue. What do you think of Judas and the Black Messiah, then? I enjoyed this a lot. This was... Mm. About, I think I put this third or fourth in my rankings for this year. Like, it was yeah, a good one. I think so. Um, what I want to say fourth. I think because it, it was... My top three, I know, were Promising Young Woman and Minari and uh, Nomadlands. And stuff mm, yeah, you put it fourth, I put it third. Yeah. Yeah. So we both ranked it highly, if not as our very favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it's a strong Oscar film. Uh, not one that I think I'll go back to many times in the future. No, but it's one that I could watch again. Oh, sure. I could see myself watching yeah. it again. Yeah. It's, it's not one that I'm itching to watch again. No. Like Promising Young Woman. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I certainly could. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought this was really good it was really well done it taught me loads yes it taught me a, a story that i, I, I didn't th- already know i think the main thing that it taught me was that my black history knowledge is terrible very poor yeah but yeah, yeah. same same i think that's that, that's a problem a lot of us and have. like i really want to learn more now because mm. it makes me feel bad about myself for not knowing about some of these things because they're recent if not yeah. current yeah well that's it because until recently cinema didn't tell us we only got like white stories so mm. yeah yeah i like that stories like this are now not just being told but also getting like a platform such as the Oscars where that mm-hmm. a lot a huge amount of people are watching them and learning. So yeah. yeah, I'd never heard of Fred Hampton. I didn't know anything about him. So that no. was a real learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um do you wanna briefly talk about what the story was? So Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm. tells the story of Fred Hampton, who was a prominent member of the Black Panther movement in the nineteen seventies, I think. Yeah. And also, uh, I forget Lakeith Stanfield's character's name. Yeah, I don't remember either. But it's about a guy who is arrested by the police for stealing a police car or Mm -hmm. impersonating the police or some kind of crime. Mm -hmm. And he is 
rather than sent to jail, he is kind of pressured into becoming a mole, like yeah. a spy for the FBI yeah. to infiltrate the Black Panthers and report on what they're doing. So mm-hmm. that the FBI, which are at this point very much focused on bringing them down mm-hmm. so that they can do that, so that they can have a man on the inside and bring them down. So he's basically betraying the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's his story. And he's played by Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Now, in, I mentioned this in our, Oscar, our main Oscar episode. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the slight, I wouldn't say controversies, but interesting choices in this film is that everyone is cast a lot older than, than how they really were. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Ham, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya's character. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton, that was it. I mixed up. Sorry. Yeah. Fred Hampton was 21 when he was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who plays him, is 33, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Lakeith Stanfield was 16. His character was 16. So. 16, yeah. Yeah. So it's, which makes a huge difference to the way in which the film is. Big time, yeah. Understood. Because it's a lot sadder, I think, if you look at how young they really were. Both of them, especially the Lakeith Stanfield character, because, you know, mm. he's basically, he's kind of the villain in this film in a way. Mm, yeah, he's forced to be, but yeah. yeah. Him and, I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, is it Jesse, Jesse Plemons, who, yeah. who is just making a career out of playing like racist white guys yeah. at this point. Like, <laughs> He really is your go-to villain at this stage. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. <laughs> would, would have earned that sweet, sweet cash. I mean, he does it where well. he does it very well. But he no. does do it very well, yeah. No, yeah. he's he's very good at it. He's found his typecast. Yeah, and it is racist white guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not the typecast I would choose. <laughs> no, but no, no, sure, yeah. Yeah, if it, if it makes the money, do yeah, it. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he is, He, I guess he's the FBI agent who is kind of tra- following Keith Stanfield and mm. he's the one he reports to. So, yeah. Yeah. No, there's some really good tension in this film, I think. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of scenes that really like there's a scene in it where Lakeith Stanfield is in the car with the Black Panther woman who's like, You think you can hot wire a car? Show mm. me. Do it right now. Mm-hmm. And she really calls his bluff. Mm. And it's incredibly tense. Yeah, it really is. It's re- that's a really great scene. Yeah. Do you think that uh you reckon you could hot wire a car like that? No. Could you? I don't know. I just, just think like they make it look so simple. Just like films always make that look like, easy. Like but... pop off that bit just below the below the steering wheel, mm-hmm. grab the wires and just like brush two of them together. That seems to be it. That's yeah. how, how 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 could it be? I, I I don't know what to tell you, Harry. I wouldn't recommend trying it. But no, I mean I've got a car now, so maybe I will. But uh, you'll either you'll either kill yourself or ruin your car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So like this film is filled with tension and mm. it's filled with great story that's told way better than i'd say anything else in this oscar season yeah it like, really I, makes I, you I think f- i'm mainly comparing it to trial of the chicago seven sure um because you know they're, they're on some similar lines yeah this one's a lot more grounded in reality i think yeah, yeah. it this one feels like actors showing you a story whereas trial of chicago is telling you a story yeah it feels yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah. who's Very just written much. down and is now just re- reading a script 100 percent, i agree yeah. whereas yeah this one you're actually watching the people do these things even though like you say their ages are so different that like lakeith stanfield couldn't even slightly look like how that person would look like yeah in you know in that but uh those two they act it so well that they absolutely sell it they do that they, they it, it is a fantastic i think there's three great performances in the film mm. there are uh, danu kaluuya and lakeith stanfield who both it's ridiculous i said it before but they it's ridiculous they're both in supporting they they are the leads of the movie. It is yeah. their movie. There is yeah. no lead other than them. It's ridiculous. But they're both absolutely brilliant. And also, to a slightly lesser degree, but still very impressive, is uh, Dominique Fishback, mm-hmm. who plays uh, Fred Hampton's wife. 
she's I, I think she's the unsung hero of this movie in many ways. Mm-hmm. Like she she's kind of the heart and soul of it, and I think she didn't quite get her dues with the awards because mm-hmm. I thought she might get a best supporting actress, but it didn't really happen. But I thought she was very very good as well. Like she only has a few scenes, but they're really powerful. Like you mm. know, especially at the end. Oh yeah, definitely. That, that scene at the end. Oh my god, it's so hard when. I mean, again, we're jumping into spoilers now, but um, the FBI, they raid the apartment, don't they? Mm -hmm. Because Lakeith Stanfield sells him out Mm. and they raid Fred Hampton's apartment and they tell everyone else to get out. And I think his Fred Hampton's death is shot from her perspective, isn't it? Mm. Because they pull her out. She's heavily, heavily pregnant. Mm -hmm. So that's why they don't shoot her because they will happily shoot any black man or woman. They are very, you know, this film is not complimentary of the FBI. But because she's like, eight to nine months pregnant they, mm-hmm. they they at least don't shoot her so mm-hmm. well done i guess but yeah. like they're um yeah you see her back is turned and you see her you, you hear him getting shot mm. in his sleep because he's been drugged mm-hmm. uh but you see it all through her reaction and it's an amazing it's it's a heart-wrenching scene it's amazing yeah, totally. and she's so good and yeah yeah i think she was a little bit underrated in the awards season nobody really talked about her very much but i thought she really made an impression it's on a me very small role it for, is it's for, probably just for, a bit award yeah it probably yeah. is just a bit too small but i think she i hope we see more from her as an actress because she was very very good yeah yeah um so yeah on the on, on the whole that i'd say this film is great and like i would have loved to have seen this win like yeah. i would have actually felt some passion towards the oscars decision if did this, this if, just if, win if this daniel kalu was that the only award it took her yeah. uh yeah i think so i can't think what else it would have won um one second no one two did it what was the other one song maybe oh what did win best song um one second let me just find out let's see uh no it didn't win writing didn't win cinematography Hmm. yes it it, it won best song oh okay for uh fight for you yeah don't know who sang it i don't know i've got that written down I forgot if it was even nominated for best song, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, best song was this Eurovision, The Life Ahead, One Night in Miami, and Hear My Voice. Yeah, I, I remember. I, I, yeah, I, for some reason I thought the One Night in Miami song won, but never mind. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I would, I would recommend this film. I wouldn't necessarily watch it multiple times, but I'd certainly recommend it. Looking forward to seeing what Daniel Kaluuya does next. Mm-hmm. What Lakeith Stanfield does next. Yeah. What everyone in this film does next. Yeah. I think it's a really <laughs> great collection of talent and a really interesting story. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely a one of the more worthy films in this year's Oscars pack. So Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, what do you rate it out of 10 then? I'm going to give this a solid 8. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on an 8. Yeah, yeah I'd say that it's... Uh, it's, a, it's it's For the subject matter that it is, it's a good time. Yeah. Because it's really entertaining to watch because everybody's just got so much skill. They do, yeah. It's, just, it's always good to just watch very talented people telling a really fascinating powerful story yeah so, yeah yeah cool pair of eights so uh yeah that is that two fat ladies see you next week yeah. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening everybody thanks for subscribing see you next time bye let's go beyond beyond the box set